talking baseball. Klazuski, Campanella talking baseball. The man and Bobby Feller, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque. Back at you. Back at you with Dirty Kurtz Dugout. Welcome, everybody. Hey, it's the first episode since the worst World Series in the history of the game, as far as I'm concerned. And you know why? Do you know why? Well, sure you do. You're sitting there and you're thinking, well, why is he saying it's the worst World Series in the history of the game? Because analytics reared its ugly head for us all to see finally. Finally. And there's finally analytic geeks out there, like Brian Kenny from MLB, that's actually saying, you know, I wouldn't mind changes being made. Are you kidding me? Two years ago, this guy wouldn't have anything to do with any type of changes being made. And when I say changes, they're finally getting the fact that there needs to be gut involved in the game. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what's going on in Major League Baseball. Can Major League Baseball police itself? Well, it proved that it couldn't over the course of the years, and it's proving now that it still can't. And I'll tell you what I mean. Early October, Sports Illustrated published a report saying that the United States Department of Justice, this is the United States, has begun a sweeping probe into possible corruption tied to MLB's recruitment of international players. You know, back in 1919, yeah, welcome to the 20th century, KB. Back in 2010, Major League Baseball hired Sandy Alderson. Remember that name? You San Diego Padre and New York Met fans. To police the Dominican Republic, where the sport suffered from a litany of abuses that included age falsification, exploitation of prospects by Basconis. You know what a Bisconi is? A Bisconi is an illegitimate street agent. We'll talk about them later on, too. And I'll tell you who I'm going to talk about. But I'll tell you who we're going to talk to. The two guys that we're going to talk to. Uh, good nicknames. For all you folks in the Midwest, you're going to know who I'm talking about when I say Zamboni and Storman. Or at least I think. Zamboni is Kenny Reitz. How you doing, Kurt? What's up, Kenny? How are you, buddy? Everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's good. I I just want to know if uh, from my producer if we got Storman on the phone yet. Oh, oh you know he's it. actually there. You've got to bring some class to the show, man. So, st- <laughs> <laughs> all right. There, hey. There's an introduction right there, folks, to what you're going to get for the next hour. You know, I was try- I was getting a little serious talking about the things that I was talking about. We will get into that with these guys. But what we're going to do, us three, because we're friends, these guys will tell you that, or at least I think we are. We haven't, uh, we haven't 
really been together for a few years now. And that's got to change because we got to get back on the golf course. But these exactly. two guys, Gorman Thomas and Kenny Reitz, you know what? Hey, Kurt, can I say something? Oh, go right ahead. Today is uh, Willie McGee's birthday. He's six years old. And all day, you know, he's very popular here in St. Louis. They've been showing that 82 World Series game where he took two homers away from Gorman and uh. himself. made his career. <laughs> he also took Vuki deep twice, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he did. But he took two away from you and hit two. Exactly. Game. Gorman had a pretty Gorman, good year you're in playing '82. This ballpark now, you'd have hit sixty. I'm well. That's that's kind of you, but I'm thinking more along the lines of about seventy-eight or seventy-nine. That's okay. That's fireside. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about with uh, fireside. And I, I'll start it off with uh, Gore. We're gonna. I was gonna start with Ritzy was saying something about him, but I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go there. I'm gonna start start it off with you because Ritzy already did, and <laughs> and you guys can chime in anytime you want. Uh, if somebody else is talking, we do what we normally do: interrupt them and start talking over them. So don't don't <laughs> worry go. don't worry about that. That we're on the air. That we got a show going on. This is fireside. So it's it's us. We're sitting in front of a fireplace and we're just talking some ball. And I know social media is big now. We all know that. As a matter of fact, speaking of social media, that's a place where Dirty Kurtz Dugout is all over. So make sure to follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube and share it with your followers for me. It makes the show more popular and everything's better. If we do that, but you the reason it. I'm talking, the reason I mentioned social media is because I seen Ritzy's post <laughs> Gore. I don't know what Gore does. He, I don't even think he has a cell phone, except if he does, it's a flip phone, but Ritzy <laughs> is on social media and I see some of the comments that he's making. I want to get your guys perspective and we'll start with you Ritzy on right. where the game is today. Well, Kurt, you know what? I, I've done the last three World Series for the commissioner. Um, Joe Torrey needed somebody in Kansas City three years ago. And so I went up there, and he has a meeting and said, Reach, you're going to be over with the guy who certifies all the baseballs. They roll him out of the game. You know, he tells the hitter was, the pitcher. And, uh, so I'm sitting there for a while, and I raise my hand. And I said, Joe, how do you train for this job? He said, get out of here, man. Go work out or something. But the commissioner thought that was funny. Since then, he's brought me back the last two years <laughs> for a stupid comment like that. But so you work game, for you work for MLB. Yeah, and just in the postseason. And so you know, all of this like bad mouthing that we're going to do LA, about MLB is it going to get back to him? Um, I rubbed up over four hundred baseballs. <laughs> I was underneath rubbing the baseballs up. It's my job. So the umpires don't do <laughs> it anymore, huh? Uh, they, they will for the start of the game, but, you know, when they run out like they did that night, they sent me back there. I didn't know what I was doing, but I guess it worked out okay. <laughs> hey, you got rehired. Must mean something. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's fun, and you get to see people you haven't seen in a while, you know. I didn't get to go to Milwaukee. I was disappointed in that. Because I want to see Gorman. 
But Gore, what are you doing now, Gorman? I sit here and try to figure out how I'm going to explain to the people that are listening to this show that only one of the three of us has a common sense, and I'm voting for me first. So, actually, yeah. uh, I go to the ballpark. You know, I do uh, stuff for the club. Uh, I call it a personal services contract. And uh, we've got a barbecue business now. And uh, telling the people when I go in stores, you know, my opinion about what's going on now, the, you know, the state of the game. You know, you can't touch the second baseman now to break it up. You can't touch the catcher. Yeah. You know, uh, now I heard something that pretty soon we're going to have a, what, a robot called Balls and Strikes? Uh, no, that can't yeah, happen. Yeah, actually tried that in uh, Boston with a machine back then on plate. It was called Balls and Strikes along with the umpire. The umpire was used, but it, it, it guessed. It knew all the strikes up to the game. It told the umpire how many he missed. Huh. And the letter in the pitch that's a ball is a strike. I mean, Billy Bunton, they're calling balls that are strikes. Well, the umpires, I tell you what, when you watch the games on television and they've got the track boxes up there, right. you know, you, you can really see what's going on. And I would say nine out of ten of the umpires that call the games do a heck of a job. I agree. I agree completely. Because they're, I tell you what, some of those pitches are three-quarters of the way on the, play, on the corner and a quarter off. And the one thing that I've seen with these guys – whether or not they're calling the ball off the plate a strike or whether they need for the whole ball to be on the plate to call a strike is at least, Good point. for the most part, they're consistent. I'm not buying into that. I'm not buying into that. I heard something on TV one day that people are working on just hitting the third or the third part of the ball. Say what? You're going to see something coming in at 97 miles an hour. You really can't see the spin on it unless it's a breaking ball. And you're going to try to hit the bottom third of it and not try to hit the center or the top to hit a ground ball? I remember back when we played, it was hard enough to hit the damn thing sometimes, much less try to you know, hit a certain percentage of the ball. Well, I tell you well, what, you know, there, there's nobody playing the game now that are tr that's trying to hit a third of the ball. These guys are yeah. trying to launch. If they're trying to hit a yeah. third, it's the bottom third. <laughs> well, look at this. Well, How, look at the way they, uh, the, Kurt, they're approaching all, it. There's no baseball people left in the game working in the front office. Okay? The, these guys are, are rich guys that have come in and taken over teams of chica players or whatever, and that's how they run the game. Okay, that's how Matini got fired. Well, you don't like you know, don't lose anybody. Right. But they were so on lineups and tell who to play and who who to do this too. He had to take the fall for that. But fact is, Gus that maybe would like to stay in some capacity or go swing or whatever, not going to happen until we get all these guys out there. Well, I had to sit along with everybody else and watch what I consider one of the most boring World Series in the history of the game. I said the same thing. And everybody goes, well, what are you talking about? You know, there were, there were, you know, things that happened that were really exciting. Um, there was an 18-inning game. I almost fell asleep four times. And it wasn't because it lasted until late, late into the night. It was because it was just boring. I mean, yeah. it really was. Both teams score a run on bad fielding. And right. from the early innings on, that was the only runs that were scored until uh, Muncie went deep in the 17th or 18th inning, whatever it was. 
But I would I was I, I didn't know what to do during those games well, watching there, Dave Roberts. There? David Freeze was the best year for the Dodgers. He would get up there and the first time up in Milwaukee, he was the one that came took a home run away from him. He gets pinch hit for it in the second inning. <laughs> Yeah, but that that's the uh that's the propeller heads up in the front office telling Dave Roberts exactly. what to do. And David Freeze is Mr. Reggie Jackson. I mean, he can hit. And to take him out of the game was was silly. Well, David Freeze would have been in my lineup every night and exactly. Walt, Walter Walter Bueller would have never left the game. Right. When they took him that out of the could, game, that, I mean, that was hit. the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, Davey uh, Roberts kind of, if I'm going to tell you this, truthfully, he lost the World Series for him or didn't give him a chance to win it. Well, you and say Davey. when they, they got to Milwaukee and Council and Roberts, they thought the World Series was about them too. Well, because it, it really. Have one batter and out of it. It really is uh, revolved around the managers in this yeah. in this day and age even more than anything else. But the one thing that we have to remember, and it's become very, very evident that I don't think, and a lot of people in the game don't think that Dave Roberts is making the calls. I don't. If he is, then he's the dumbest player I ever seen. No, that's exactly why. I don't know the guy. We don't think that he's making the calls. Well, if he's not making the call, then who's who's making the call? The front the office. Department. I mean, this is not like you got a scout sitting up in the press box, you know, at a football game, and they're calling down to the, you know, the headset down on the sideline saying you need to run this play. You know, that's a, you, you know what? Like yeah, I tell you what, Gore, you're pretty close to. That's exactly what's happening. That's I'll tell a, you, Mike uh, Matini has spent a little time with them since he's been fired, and uh, they would give him three lineups every day. Okay, and. In the lineups, they would have who's coming in if the guy gets knocked out in the first, second, third. Who's coming in in the fifth, sixth, seventh, and so on. Who's starting? It's righty or lefty. Who's first pitch hitter? The whole shebang. How can you manage like that? You know what? Before we get on this thing any farther, we need to talk about this trash that's going on down at first base with Machado. Yeah. yeah potentially hitting Aguilar's ankle. Then he had right. he tried to pull the guy second base one of the shortstop which one it was turn him to it at, at second base. You can't use your hands to pull the guy down, and then you, no. you would sit there. I mean, you really got to be stupid here to tell people, "Yeah, I'm a dog. I don't like to run hard." I mean, yeah. that's not a team player. I mean, that's that's borderline idiot. Well, they don't have uh, they don't have a lot of team players anymore. Uh, and trust me, that that's showing. Uh, that Manny Machado showed in the postseason this year is going to end up costing him a lot of money. He's still exactly. going to make a lot, but it ended up costing him a lot of money because yeah, if just one, if just one yard. team drops out of the bidding for him because of the shenanigans that he pulled, that's going to right. cost him money because that one team would up the bidding of him in free agency. So I think you're right, Kurt. I got to I, I got to tell you I got to tell you something I couldn't stand that guy until he laid down that bunt with two strikes on him. Yeah, three two bunt. And the next hitter hit the ball out of the ballpark, and the Dodgers took 
a 2 nothing lead in that game. He, he really showed me something when he did that. It doesn't make, him, make me dislike him a whole lot more, but at least I don't dislike him as much as I did because when he <laughs> laid that bunt, I, I tell you what, that was classic, and, and he didn't get enough credit for that. But no, what, you're right. But but you're right, Gore. What he what he did to Aguilar, and I know you're a Brewers fan. You played for Milwaukee. I know you're right there. And uh, there was probably a lot said about that. You know you know what I can't believe? I can't believe he didn't get drilled. Well, you can't do it right now. But guess what? It's gonna happen somewhere down the line next year. Remember all the crap that went on, you know, when some of the guys, I'm not even going to pick out one name, but some of the guys, you know, they were, you know, kind of suspect about, you know, taking something, you know, to enhance things. Uh, they get thrown at, you know, because the guys who did not, you know, thought they were tarnishing, you know, baseball, com- you know, completely, and they get, you know, buzzed and thrown at and stuff like that. I mean, I saw it, you know. So maybe they're just waiting because you can't do that. I mean, if he – if he hit his ankle in a perfect way, I mean, he's going to snap his ankle. And guess what, sports fans? He can't play anymore. He can't play ever again. That might be you true. Know? Yeah, he's it, a big guy. I mean, he's a nice guy. You know, he's, he's personable. And the first time I met him, I said, you know something, you can hit. And he looked at me kind of funny. I said, no, 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 really, seriously. I know you can hit. So, you know, and he's quiet. But, you know, that play at first base, you know, come on, Really? I mean, that's, that's, they should have suspended him and just kept him right out of the playoffs for the rest of the series. Exactly. He did it to Pierce, too. Yeah. Pierce, uh, well, he was just on the bat, and he caught him right at the Achilles tendon. That, well, you know what? There's always a way. Wherever he's going to go and play shortstop, you know, let somebody go ahead and get him. Well. Well, yeah, I'm spent, you know, in our day, we don't have somebody to play and just let him. Well, you guys uh, remember you remember a left-handed pitcher by the name of John Curtis? Sure. Yes, I know John. Okay. I got his email if you need it, Kurt. We used to know every single pitch he was throwing. And we haven't beat him yet. When well, I was when, when I was with Kansas Henry City. Kurt, uh, Gagne called Boston and told uh, them that Kimber was tipping every one of his pitches by where he was coming set with his gloves. The top of the fastball or breaking ball. I don't know if you knew about that. I did know about that. As a matter of fact, I just played in a golf tournament with Gagne the other day. Really? Yeah. I play in golf tournaments now, guys. It it takes me like five days to recover from it. I mean, what's going on with that? Well, that's because you're playing up there on the red tees anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. You know what? But seriously, I mean, there was the first person who told me how to look for a a tip-off by a pitcher was Hank Aaron. I sit next to him. Yeah. Hey, you were there with us, mm-hmm. 75, 76 era. And he, I was, uh, I was in the hole, which is the hitter after the guy on deck. And he, I mean, he never said much. He was a great guy, but he just didn't say, hey, hey, hey. He just kind of wiggled his finger, came over and see, he said, sit here. He says, watch this guy. I'm going to call the next seven pitches. So after calling seven for seven, sure, hey, what you got? <laughs> He says, watch it, the way he wiggles his finger on the glove, the index finger on your glove hand. He said, well, he wiggles that, that's curveball. Otherwise, it's fastball. It's you know, a two, you know, two-pitch pitcher. So he says, now go up there and hit one. I got up there. I don't, even, I don't even know what the count was, but it was a couple uh, pitches into the A-B. And sure in hell, I saw that thing. He threw it. I hit it. Donger. 
I come inside, Hank's waiting for me in the dugout. Told you so, didn't I? He said, Yes, sir. <laughs> so yeah, it's an it's an it's an advantage. I mean, I struck out a lot. I wish I'd have known more about it back then. But uh, you know, when number one all time home run hitter tells you what he's looking for, what he would be looking for, yeah, you're gonna listen to him. Let's talk about home runs and strikeouts for a minute because you almost took the words out of my mouth. As a matter of fact, you named two years that I was in Milwaukee, 75 and 76. When I, You remember when I used to curl your hair? Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I remember one night you did that down in Texas. We were going down to what, Old Town? Was that what it called? Yeah. It Don't be telling people here. where we went out now. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing we didn't have Reese with us. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, boy, we you're not lying. Time. So, Reese, when Gore and yeah. I are together – in 75, he hits a buck 70. In 76, he hits a buck 90. And this whole time, him and I are running around together, and I'm curling his hair and getting him fluffed up, ready to go out after the games. And then in 77, we I was gone, and so was Gore. They sent him to Spokane. Yeah, thank right? God. And he put, up, he put up stupid numbers in Spokane because I ended up playing in the Coast League that year also yeah. and played against him. Yeah, you caused that fight that night, too, remember? No, not me. <laughs> yeah, you did, too, because what's his name? Uh, God, I can't think of the relievers. Three balls, no strikes, bases were loaded, and I'm supposed to take? Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> so I hit it off the wall, and you sitting over there jabber John Coble was on the mound, and Keith Smith was the leadoff hitter. And I said, you know, they hit me. Now, you got to get him. So after three pitches, he finally got him, and then we had a good time. <laughs> so... <laughs> Payback, payback on the baseball field is really good. So, Ritzy, yeah. Gore, go, you know, Gore's not swinging a bat that well, or at least he's not hitting for average, and he's punching out a lot. Um, he continued to punch out a lot, but it, he put up much better numbers. But that year but he went – How long you say you're going 35? Huh? When you were punching out, you were still hitting 35 dollars, weren't you? Well, oh, five went years 30. in a row, I averaged 39. They didn't care if I punched out or not. Yeah, and for, he, he had 45. He had 45 home runs in 1979. Yeah. Well, you know, the difference was I got a chance to play every day. Five right. and six, three, five, and six, I never got a chance. George Bamberger came over here. Thank God for George because I would not have had a career. But he says, it's a long story. I'm not even going to get there how I met him. But, you know, he said the job's yours. Don't lose it. So he gave me a chance to play. I punched out four times open the day. I figured I was done. He comes over, gives me a beer. He says, I didn't need you today. Maybe you'll do something tomorrow. I said, I'm playing. He says, oh, absolutely. I hit a grandie the next day. That makes a big difference, man, and you know you're going to be in there. Boy, doesn't yep. it? Doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. He was a wonderful person to play for. And speaking of being in there, Ritzy, who did you piss off in St. Louis at the Rawlings Company? The people, uh, that, the people that vote for the gold glove. Amen to that, uh, huh? I can tell you one thing. I, I started every year for, for 11 years, and – one year I played 161 games. I set a fielding record with an error. Schmitty played 127 games and made 31 errors. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I jotted down a couple of names, and you just threw them right out there. You just blew, you just blew my whole deal because I wanted to tell everybody exactly what we're talking about. Kenny Reitz was the first National League third baseman to play 150 or more games and commit less than 10 errors. 
<laughs> he was the first one. That did it twice. I, exactly. You did it that's in 77. That's why you called him the Zamboni. That's exactly. That's where he got his nickname, the Zamboni. <laughs> now, there's been well, you some. You know what, Kurt? I, I, couldn't, I couldn't run. I wasn't going to steal bases. I wasn't a home run. I hit, I hit 17 one year. That was it. But I better be able to catch the ball. Or else I wasn't going to be in there. <laughs> well, I tell you another thing before I, I this is my turn to say something. Every time I was teamed up with Ritzy as a partner in our golf tournaments, I was always cringing when he's got a downhill lie in the middle of the fairway. He's got 275 to the to the pin, and he's going to hit a cut shot with her driver <laughs> off the deck, <laughs> and there's water down there. <laughs> Still oh, that shot. It was beautiful. <laughs> oh. We're gonna get we're gonna get the golf yeah we're gonna get the golf in a minute Gore but I got I got to throw these numbers because I you know I do a little bit of homework when I know I'm gonna have guys on the show so I saw stuff that blew me away I mean I love Schmitty I love Schmitty to death him and I are good friends but from 1966 1966 1976 to 1981 Schmitty made 121 errors. And Ricci made 60. He won every gold glove. And he won every single gold glove award. (laughs) What in the hell is going on with that? And I'm talking about a big difference. And I'm not talking about, okay, everybody's out there and their their minds are working right now. And they're going, well, Schmitty probably had 1,000 chances and Ricci had 400. No, that's not the way it worked. They're, They're right on par with the number of chances, number of assists, number of putouts, all of that stuff. And, again, I love Mike Schmidt, but this is uh, this is some bad stuff. I mean, they got to go back and at least give you a duplicate gold glove award because Schmidt won a lot of gold gloves awards that you should have won. Yeah, he, he won about five of them, I'd say. No, he won, them, anyway, like he won every one. year. He won every year from, like, you won it in 1975, I believe. Right. And then from 1976 until 84 or something like that, Schmitty won it every year. Right. But I'll tell yeah, you every why. Every time I won something, in 75, I won a gold glove. I got traded to the Giants. And then um, in the ending, I started the All-Star game. And after that, I got traded to the Cubs. So it's probably a good thing I didn't win. <laughs> so so uh, speaking of being traded, Gore, you when you uh, went to Cleveland, because the Brewers finally traded you, and all hell broke loose in Milwaukee when it happened. You got traded to Cleveland Indians, and after being there for a little while, you said, "You know, I, I want to be traded. I'm not real comfortable here." What was up with Cleveland? <laughs> you know, I really didn't do that. I really didn't say that. I just kept my mouth shut. But I had talked to some different organizations saying, you know, you know, you know that you can you can request a uh, trade because of the clause contract, or whatever is ten and five or whatever that is, and uh, I said, well, let me think about it. So at the end of the year, I said, yeah, what? Let's 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 do different things. Uh, might as well just go ahead and trade me. So yeah, I mean, a great bunch of guys over there, but you know, after leaving <laughs> what we had over here in Milwaukee from '78 to mid part of 83, you know, we had a completely different uh, outlook on how we played the game. So uh, I just, okay, go ahead and trade me. Trade me to uh, Seattle. 
and I enjoyed my time up there, but I got hurt. You know, I tore my shoulder out completely. Had to have the surgery. Missed the missed all the years '84, and then came back in '85. But uh, no, it was it was not a good thing. I didn't understand why it happened. But you know, hey, I'm over it now. But it was a it was a shock. You know, you won an award in 1985 that I was eligible for every year of my career. The Comeback Player of the Year Award. <laughs> yeah, it was. Hey, Kurt, was, you're the postseason player, man. You can hit, you can do some balls. Like the World Series, you're in there with Bochum. I saw them rockets you hit. Yeah. Yeah, that was good when it mattered. I, I got all of that from pinch hitting, I think. Well, yeah, you pull it into his driveway, you know, all, all the music goes off. Here comes KB. Here comes KB. <laughs> and you would take it for the first fastball and just jack it. Uh-huh. That's a tough thing, man. That was against Detroit, wasn't it? It was. Was Morris still pitching then? It was. He was. You know what? Yep. Just to jump back on that tip in the pitches thing, when he was on the mound, we realized what he was doing with his hands. So – not saying that we, you know, beat him up, but at least we have a better chance because we had an idea of what was coming. The first time at bat, I hit against him uh, the following year. He did what he'd always did. Instead of breaking ball, it was a fastball right underneath my nose. <laughs> I looked out at him. He looked at me. We both smiled. All right, game on. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a way to get even with that. But, yeah, you got that damn big old home run in 84. That was a thing of beauty. Beautiful thing. Yeah, it is. Beautiful thing. It was fun stuff. Of course. Well, we all we all have uh, a lot to look back on, and uh, the thing that I want to touch on next is uh, our little excursions around the golf course. You know what amazed me uh, throughout the years with uh, with you, Gore, was we could play around the golf, and whether or not it was you, me, Eversol, and Ritzy, or whoever was in the force. Not the bowler. Yeah. Oh yeah, the bowler too. And big head. Oh yeah, Fat Waldo. So, the tell everybody who Fat Waldo is. <laughs> That's Mister Happiness. Waldo <laughs> Fingers. <laughs> Raleigh Fingers. <laughs> so uh, you had did Nick, he not whine or what, boys? <laughs> oh, he used to whine about everything. He'd be he'd be shooting one over after sixteen holes, and he's he's whining the whole time. He's whining <laughs> he the whole time. Oh, he was a, he was my partner one time up in Connecticut, and there's a dog leg left. I think it was number five at uh, Fox Hopyard, and you had to hit a little draw. You couldn't hit it straight because it had to go out of bounds. If you went left, it was going to be in the water. Well, Wallow hits two in the water, and he's cursing up and down like a storm. He goes back to his cart, gets a ball out of my bag, takes out a three wood, and some guy in the crowd just says, "Hey, fingers." You couldn't make it with their driver. What the hell do you think you're going to do with a three-wood? <laughs> I think I think Waldo had a double digit, and he was just Mr. Everybody's Everything after that. Hey, how good were we in uh, in Chicago? Oh, when... trifecta. Tell the folks about trifecta, man. You and me and JB. John Barry, uh, the basketball player, and Gore and I were partners in a three-man the three three man team team game. Who was your partner in that in that tournament? Well, Richie? one year at Gorman and uh, the guy from Beverly Hills Cop. What's his name, Gorman? Sarge. Uh, John Ashton. Taggart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just talked and, uh, to Taggart last week. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. 
He called me one night up in New Bern, North Carolina. He was in at atrium, but he didn't know that at the time. He says, I'm in a jungle someplace. You've got to come find me. <laughs> this is 2 a.m. <laughs> so I found him downstairs in the, uh, in the atrium. New Bern just got hit with that uh, with that hurricane, Lee yeah. Moore's hometown. Yep, that was something. That was something. I contacted Lee Moore, but I never heard back from him. I did. I did. Raining. Yeah, I did, and he's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. Lauren, how'd your town make out in um, South Carolina? Oh, Charleston? No, yeah. oh, Charleston, Dad, nothing bothers Charleston. Are you kidding me? We were there. Well, what oh, was but... that course we played out way out there in the water? Uh, right at the Ryder Cup. Oh, yeah, the Ocean Kiowa. Kiowa. Kiowa Island. I thought yeah, but we played the river course. Yeah. Yeah, I that river course, that's a, be- that's a beautiful golf course there. I'm telling you, to me, that's my favorite one to play over there. Yeah, that was a good time, Jenner. So, Ritzy, oh. here, I started to say this earlier. Gore, he's throwing out Fox Hopyard and the river course and all of that stuff, which b- brings me to the fact of the point that I was trying to make is that we could play around entirely 18 yeah. holes, four guys, and Gore could uh, fill out the scorecard after the round was over and not miss a beat. The way he was able to remember every single shot on every single hole that everybody took was amazing to me. Well, I had to keep an eye on you guys because since they started putting erasers on pencils to keep score, I had to make sure that I had the proper score. (laughs) Well, Kurt, I got to tell you this. In San Diego, the last trip there, I was going to the roommate. So the last day... Gorman's is bad. I said, Gorman, let's go down and eat. He said, no, man, I ain't going to eat. too far to walk. It was only down the stairs. We were right there. <laughs> so I had to bring his food back to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you had to sneak out of the room and have a heater about every five minutes. My God. <laughs> and you never sat down. You never t- you never, you never went to sleep. <laughs> so we – The doctor so, cured me of that now. So the, be- the, uh, the best golf I ever played, and I think it was Gorman – well, maybe not, but it, it team-wise, it surely was. Gorman, uh, myself, and John Barry were on the same team, and it was a three-man team. And Didn't Barry John, hit him all? Oh, yeah. John Barry was our A player. Yeah. Well, guess who carried John Barry for the last four holes of that tournament? You Gor- know it. Gorman and I. You know it. Gorman hit an unbelievable shot on a par three after both John and I. seven hour, Bubba. Both John and I were both in trouble. And then you guys won it, didn't you? We did. Three in a row. And we did. Well, you know what? Me and Gorman and the Iceman, uh, we had it one in uh, yes. we had. We got holes and down there in Grand the bowler, Geneva. The bowler hits one off the hill on the side in the last hole. They need one birdie to touch, and it rolls down just on the green. you got a 50-foot putt, and it makes yep. it. Yep. Every time I play that hole, it's only 35 minutes from my house. Grand Geneva Resort, beautiful place, got yeah. great golf courses. Yeah, the bowler's halfway up the moon up there. And, I mean, he was up to where the goats live. And he had this right. terrible shot. He kind of half-shanked it. It hit the cart path, goes over, hits the rake, dribbles onto the green. He's got a 50-footer, like you say, and he made it. First thing he's made in 15 years that I've known him. I mean, he How couldn't make this, a putt man? from two feet, and he makes that one. So that was the Every Everyone that's listening, if you're wondering who the bowler is, like <laughs> It's uh, Marshall Holman, who used yep. to be on the uh, PBA. Uh, but there was another bowler 
Pete, that, Pete Weber. That play with us was Pete Weber. Uh, we and what we're talking about here is uh, was the Celebrity Players Tour, and it was a golf tour where a bunch of former athletes and actors uh, went around the United States and raised money for charity. And we also had one heck of a time. And uh, there yes, were we there were a few years uh, throughout the course of that Celebrity Players Tour where, uh, boy, we can look back on it now and we can say, you know what, we took that thing for granted. Boy, yeah, are. especially when you don't have it again. I know. Good Lord. That cost me so much money because I made all my expenses on Thursday with the boys. Who, and, you know, I did who, in the middle of the pack in the, in the, uh, you know, in the tournament itself. Who was that? But, I mean, for God's sakes, you, me, Kenny, Big Head, and, and the bowler, the five of us, we played all the time. You yeah. Were, you didn't make any money on me. I know that. Oh well, you know you got to you, you got to feed the horse. You know you got to feed the horse. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, Kurt? You met some of the best people in sports in that tour. You know, I'm serious. That was a fabulous, fabulous. I mean, it was good for everything and everybody. I mean, everybody looked forward to it. You know, it was sometimes it was hard to get invited to the field, but you kept at it. You know, boom. You know, be, right. you were good with the fans, and you got invited back. Well. Yep. It was uh, it was a fun time, that's for sure, and I and oh, I yeah. had I had a great time with both you guys. Oh, gotta, awesome. You know what? We we need to do that again. Yeah, we do. But I quit playing golf. Smart thing to do, Gorman. You probably would have been. No, I went room. down to your place down there. What was the name of that golf course in St. Louis? Oh, we went down the lake and played at uh, Portachino. No, no, the place where you belong to. Oh, Bogey Hills. Bogey Hills. Yeah. Right. Oh. Yeah. He took me down there. Oh man, these guys are just—they look like the book. They look like a bookie standing <laughs> over there in the shade underneath the tree, you know, licking the pencil. You know, oh yeah, three to one, man, five to two. Oh, for God's sake! They all knew who Ritzy was, Kurt, though. This was a point game, okay? Like if you had the greenie and you made your putt, you'd get greenie ball, skin, skin, total putt, six points, thirty bucks. But you could press it up to ten dollars at ten. $15 on 17 and 20 on 18 So they can get all their money back. That's the rule. <laughs> and some guys, like Randy Blunt, he'd be playing for $100 a point. Kendall Jackson won his boat from him down the lake, a $78,000 boat in one of these point games. They were called the derelicts. There was 28 of us. That's <laughs> awesome. You know what? Okay. Yeah. Godfish, yeah. i got to tell you this one about golf, me and you and Fat Waldo. We were playing over there at the, uh, what was the name of that, uh, the golf course that you lived on? La Costa? Yes. Yes, La Costa. Number 10, yeah. short par four. You know, all three of us, you could put a towel over our three balls. You and I, we decided to go first because we didn't want to interfere with Mr. Happiness. So you and I, we knock it on the green. Waldo sees what we do, and he hits a sandwich. He wanted to be macho. Hits a sandwich, hits it heavy. The ball goes in the water. He throws the club. Now all you can see is the handle of the golf club, right? He looks at me and you. What am I supposed to do? I say, well, go get Kurt's cell phone, call the pro shop, tell him to send somebody down to go get it. Ten minutes later, kid shows up. What's the, what's the problem? Uh, Mr. Happiness here, he threw his club out there, as you could see. Uh, could you go get it for him, please? He says, oh, sure. He strips down. All he has on is his skivvies. He wades through it. I mean, he comes back out. He looks like the mud man. I mean, you couldn't even see anything but his eyes. <laughs> he walks over to Mr. Happiness, who's now happy because he got his club back. He says, 
Thank you. What took you so long? I said, Waldo, give the kid some money. Waldo yeah. goes over to his uh, golf bag, pulls the zipper down, reaches inside, comes out with four quarters. It gives the kid four quarters <laughs> for going out there and bringing back his club. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, God. That's a good story there. See, oh, he, he uh, still he hasn't. To what I tell him. He still hasn't forgotten anything. Oh, so I you got know, a lot you send me a, just, you send me a video last with week. I've been for a year and a half. Wait till that thing comes out. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, you sent God. me a video last week of, of a guy throwing – I think it was you – of a guy uh, taking his golf clubs and throwing them in the lake. It wasn't me. I know that. I oh, was it? This was, this was a pretty funny video. It was about guys that got a little bit ticked off after the golf shot. This one guy took his bag and literally threw the whole bag in the lake. <laughs> well, guess what? Waldo did that. <laughs> he did that no. one time off of a par three golf course uh, on a par three hole on the, on the golf course in Vegas where he threw his clubs in, and after he did, he realized that his wallet and car keys were still in his <laughs> golf bag. So oh, now, God. now he's down to his skivvies, just like your story <laughs> with the guy that went in for the club, and he's got to take all his clothes off or else he's going to get get everything wet. And we're on the next to the last hole. It was 16. And he goes into the go- uh, to the lake. He finds his bag after walking around because everybody thinks those lakes are deep. They're really not. I mean, some of them are. But you could probably walk across most of them that you see on golf courses. So uh, Raleigh's in the lake, and he's kind of feeling around for his golf bag, and he finally fa- finds it. And it's only about 10 or 12 feet offshore. He pulls it up. He brings it to the shore. He goes in the zipper pocket. He takes his wallet out, takes his car keys out. He turns around, throws the bag back in. <laughs> I thought he was going to keep the bag. I thought he had cooled off by then, but no. He threw it right back in. That's Waldo. Kenny, you got, a, you got a Waldo story, Kenny? You know what? I, I played a lot of times, and uh, I remember my son uh, uh, caddying for me and I was over at my son's house today because it was his daughter's birthday. And uh, I told him I was going to be on your show tonight. And he said, oh, he said, is uh, Raleigh going to be on there? Yep, you, man. <laughs> That's all he called. He said he must have thrown out 150 FQs while we were playing that day. And he was about 12 years old then, my son. But he thought it was funny as, funny as heck. Every time he hit a shot, even it was a good one. Oh, yes. Well, but of it. And uh, uh, Raleigh, he was something else playing. If he'd have won the tournament by 10 shots, he'd still be cussing. I know. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Well, we're talking to Gorman Thomas and Kenny Reach. Guys, uh, I sure thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, we got we to gotta get together. Gore, I don't care whether you're playing golf or not. After my performance last weekend where I played two days in a row and it took me five days to recover. Oh. Uh, we, you gotta just, you're, you're well, killing you're, me. Yeah. You're playing, you're playing. You're killing me. Let me go. Let me call that jet or wherever that thing is. And I'll be down there next week. And there's not going to be any, uh, there's not going to be any shots. I don't want to hear anything about. I'm not going to have to give you five now. When did you ever give me five shots? I had to. You whined so damn much. You were just like Waldo. Oh, please. <laughs> hey, anytime, Kirk, you want to play and, uh, we can get Gorman out. I'm in. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I'm a free agent here. I can go anywhere I want, anytime. Always remember, boys, don't poke the bear. Well, <laughs> we can poke you. <laughs> you but we will, we will do it again. Again, guys, I'm going to let you go. Go to your families. I know it's a couple hours later where you are than it is uh, with me here on the West Coast. Uh, I miss you guys. Yeah, I Let's, miss you, too. I miss, the, I miss the yellow dog there. Yeah, I did, too. Let's and go. we'll have to get together. Yeah, let's but, uh, go out. Yeah, I let's go out and have some fun. Yeah, thank you. I, didn't Thanks, know guys. I appreciate it. Good surprise. We'll talk Thanks, to you guys. soon. Y'all have a good one. I'm out of here. See you. Talk All to right. you soon, Keep boys. Bye, boys. <laughs> Gorman Thomas and Kenny Reitz. Boy, they were some pretty good players in their time, let me tell you. In their time. Listen to me talking like they're old. Well, we're going to stay on this story about the uh, Department of Justice, uh, their investigation in the Major League Baseball's recruitment of international players and whether or not they're uh, doing it right and doing it wrong. I think they're going to find out that they were doing it wrong. Uh, Certainly, uh, there's going to be teams uh, that are going to be tied to this. The Atlanta Braves are already tied to it. Uh, The Los Angeles Dodgers were mentioned in this. Uh, They don't come – Sports Illustrated didn't come out with a story and point fingers unless they're sure of what's going on. Uh, baseball needs to police itself. Uh, we're going to talk about that. And uh, I talked about it at the beginning of the show. If you enjoyed Dirty Kurt's Dugout and want to support it, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Kurt Bavacqua. We're going to be back with you uh, in just a short time with, uh, with some great shows. Uh, we got some great guests coming up. Uh, So tell your friends about the show, Uh, tell your family about the show, and uh, let's keep building this thing the way it's been built uh, over the last six or seven months, and we'll continue to uh, have a good time. Until next time, this is Kurt Bavacqua saying goodbye, everybody. Talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball, the man and Bobby Fella, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Well, Casey was winning, Hank Aaron.